The Boys of Tech with Edwin Herman and Friends. And welcome along, everyone. This is episode 158 of The Boys of Tech, a weekly podcast on the latest technology stories. My name is Edwin Herman. I'm coming to you live from the studio here in Wellington, New Zealand. And unfortunately, we don't have any of our regular panelists this week. But let's have a look at some of the stories we're going to talk about today. We're going to look at an extradition order that a lot of people are calling shocking and surprising. Mozilla decides to go with H.264 and a manufacturing hiccup causes delays in the delivery of the first Raspberry Pi computers. So first up, it's the case of Richard O'Dwyer. He's the 23-year-old student from Sheffield Hallam University in the north of England. Now, you may remember a while ago we reported that he had set up a site called tvshack.net. In fact, just as a side note, his uh, domain name was seized, but he's, he's since you know uh, re-registered under tvshack.cc. In any event, the site itself did not host any copyrighted material. However, it did link to other sites and other sources where you could find copyright material. So what's interesting in this case is that we're talking about a UK resident living in the UK, and doing nothing illegal in the UK. You're allowed to run a website that provides links to other sites that contain copyrighted material. In fact, I'll, <laughs> there's one very popular site that does that already. It's called Google. Yeah, think about it, right? So every time you do a Google search, if depending on what you're searching for, it can and will return results pointing to other websites that contain copyright material. So you might think that Richard O'Dwyer should be safe, right? He's, once again, let's recap, he's in the UK, he's a UK resident, and he's doing nothing illegal. But unfortunately, US law enforcement are seeking his extradition, and they have just won it. So there was a court case in England, and the judge there agreed to extradite him to the US. Now, in my opinion, this is very scary. I'll tell you why I think it's scary. Because anyone can have a website that in a particular country is illegal. But in the country in which that person resides, it's not. Should that person be extradited? I'll give you an example. How about a pro-democracy site? a site that explains why it's a good idea to have a democratic government. Now, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that in China, it's illegal to do that. So if I was to start up a, uh, a pro-democracy website now, could China seek my extradition and try me there? I'll probably be hanged. So this whole case, I think, is very, very scary. I don't agree with it. Obviously, it's. I can only assume that that's the way the law is in England, that you can be extradited for something like that. 
it seems completely wrong to me because of the fact that this person had done nothing illegal, at least not in his own country, right? He, he's doing nothing illegal. Here in New Zealand, we drive on the left-hand side of the road, okay? Most of the world drives on the right-hand side. Now, here in New Zealand, we drive on the left-hand side. It's perfectly legal to do so. In fact, you have to drive on the left-hand side. Does that mean the U.S. is going to come and extradite me because it's illegal over there to drive on the left? This is completely mind-boggling how a U.K. resident in the U.K. hosting a website that's completely legal in the UK can be extradited to the US because the US claims it's illegal there. Since when has one country been able to exert its jurisdiction over another? Now, I can appreciate that there are situations where extradition is a good thing. So, for example, if a UK resident went to the United States, committed a murder, and flew back to the UK, I can understand that the US authorities may want to then seek extradition to try him or her for murder. I can understand that. That makes complete sense. But when you're going about your lawful business, albeit, uh, admittedly, creating <laughs> tvshack.net that contained links to other websites that contained infringing uh, material, copyright infringing material, is a little edgy, but it's still legal. You know, if you're going about your lawful business in one country, why should you be subject to a jurisdiction in another country and be extradited to that country to face charges. It makes no sense to me. Am I not seeing something? Am I missing the point? Am I too one-sided? Or do you agree with me? Do you agree that this is a case that should never have gone to extradition? Let us know anyway on our website because we've got a comment section, boysoftech.com, and uh, just leave a, a comment under episode 158. Wow, this is complete. I, I'm baffled. I, I don't know what, what else to say about this. But there you go. I'd love to hear your opinion, though. And I'll tell you what, the other thing you, you can do if you want is if you'd like to send us a little voice recording of your own opinion, that's fine. We'll put that on the show as well. Now, the Mozilla Firefox browser is to get the H.264 video codec. Now, this is a change because Mozilla, who make the browser, or who oversee the browser project, have been resisting H.264 for a long time. Them and Google, with Google Chrome. And of course, remember, Google is trying to push WebM, which has good merits, but I think it's a far more practical decision to go with H.264. Everyone else is is pretty much doing it. The uh, I think, has it made it into the HTML standards officially? I can't remember where that got to, but it, it looks like it's going that way. Good to see Mozilla making a sensible decision. Now, if you were trying to order a Raspberry Pi, currently it's only available to UK residents, but if you're trying to order one, there has been a delay. They've been manufactured with the wrong jack. <laughs> That's right, yes. Would you believe it? In this day and age, where most of our errors are in the form of software errors like bugs and whatnot, but this one is actually, yes, a good old-fashioned hardware error that someone's put the wrong jacks on, and so what they have to do is unsolder them and put the new ones on, and of course change the uh, manufacturing line for, for future models. So there has been a little glitch. They've known about it for a few days, but they haven't said because they were just checking out the units to make sure there's nothing else wrong with them, because 
obviously they don't want to be reissuing uh, and recalling them multiple times. So there you go. There has been a manufacturing delay, but hopefully they'll get back on track shortly. They are, of course, uh, working on the $35 US uh, version. They are going to start working on Model B, which is the, the $25 version, in the next few weeks. So that's uh, Raspberry Pi. The other delay, by the way, this week is the iPad 3. Yes, and that is just simply overwhelming demand. Yep, the iPad 3 pre-orders have completely sold out and there are now delays of several weeks. How annoying. It's frustrating when you've got, uh, when you want something new and you've got the money and you've you've paid up and there's an additional delay. But, you know, I guess it makes it all the more... How do I say it? I guess you'll appreciate it all the more when it arrives. It's a bit like the the story of I think it's an old Chinese story about the uh, about the cook who had to impress the the king or the emperor, I think, and he was no better than any other cook. In fact, he was pretty average. But what he did is he made the emperor wait, and that was his trick. He just made him wait and wait and wait, and he did nothing in the kitchen for a long, long time. He just sat there with his feet up for a few hours and he kept telling the the uh the emperor that it's it, things are happening he's it's a very special recipe he's he's got to get everything right but he just sat there and, and until it was very 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 late and of course the emperor was very 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 hungry and eventually he whipped up something pretty average and served it to the emperor and of course because the emperor was so hungry by that stage anything would have impressed and uh you know as a result he uh he impressed the emperor, and I can't remember what that got him. <laughs> but there you go. It's a bit like that story. So you'll appreciate the iPad 3 all the more uh, with the delay. How's that? That's a, the way of looking at it. Now, just when we thought we'd learned how to deal with uh, the year 2000 and leap years, there is yet another bug to do with a leap day. Of course, we're talking February the 29th. And this time it's to do with Microsoft's cloud computing platform, Azure. So what happened was it was actually out for a day. The, the Azure was down for, for well, for more than 12 hours at least. And the reason for that is the 29th of February. And you think, but how can people get it so wrong? We know how to calculate dates, don't we? Well, it depends on how you implement them, it turns out. And what Microsoft was doing was that it was issuing a a 12-month SSL certificate, a one-year SSL certificate. So to calculate, instead of adding 365 days or or whatnot, all it did is increment the year. So on the 29th of February 2012, it created an SSL certificate that would expire on the same day, same month, just the year later. So they incremented 2012 to 2013. As you know, there is no... February the 29th in the year 2013. So those certificates were invalid and the whole system went down. Eventually they they corrected it and they are refunding customers or giving them rather a 33% credit on their monthly bill. (laughs) Just when we thought we knew how to deal with leap years and, uh, and the year 2000 and all that and then this comes up. Goodness me. Now, you may have also seen reports or heard reports that Australia has been listed as a potential enemy of the internet. Yes, they are. They're being watched. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about reporters without borders. So here we're looking at freedom 
on the internet and they've published a list. In fact, it's a sort of a twofold list. The first part is what's called enemies of internet. And those are countries that censor, that block, that filter the internet. The other part of the list are countries. This is kind of like the lesser category. And these are countries under surveillance. Now, interestingly enough, it's mostly Asia and the Middle East that appear in these lists. I am generalizing, right? Okay. But it's by and large those countries. Australia has just been added to the B list, if you like, the the countries under surveillance. In fact, I'll give you the list. How about this? I'll read it out to you. Enemies of the internet are Bahrain, Belarus, Burma, which I actually believe is called Myanmar now. They still say Burma on this site. That's really not cool. It's Myanmar. Uh, China, Cuba, Iran, North Korea, Saudi Arabia, Syria, Turkmenistan, Uzbekistan, and Vietnam. Countries under surveillance in alphabetical order. Australia, newly added this month. Egypt, Eritrea, France, India, Kazakhstan, Malaysia, Russia, South Korea, Sri Lanka, Thailand, Tunisia, Turkey, and United Arab Emirates, the UAE. Australia, you are on the list. Now, it's a shame that Cameron Colley or Alec Doughty aren't on the show because they, of course, as if, if you're a regular listener, you'll know that they're from Australia, from Brisbane, Australia. I'd love to know what, what their take is on that. But there you go. Australia is uh, on the B list, if you like, on countries under surveillance. Let's hope they don't become an enemy of the internet. Well, that's pretty much it. It's it's pretty short and sweet when it, when it's just me. I mean, I don't tend to argue with myself, which is a good thing. Uh, so, so the show's a little shorter, but that's the way it goes. Hope you had a great week, and uh, I look I look forward to uh, having our our regular listeners and our new listeners back next week. If you want to leave any comments, especially, I'd be like I say, I'd be really interested to hear what people have to say about the the British student Richard O'Dwyer being extradited to face charges in the US for doing nothing illegal in his own country. Love to know what your thoughts are on that. You can either go to boysoftech.com and leave a comment there, or you can email us on the contact page. Just uh, go to boysoftech.com and send us a message via the contact form. And that pretty much wraps up episode 158. Thank you everyone for joining us. See you all again next week. Take care. Goodbye. Goodbye.